0: Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today, we bask in the light of... mustachioed greatness. Does anyone remember Pinky and the Brain? I'm sure the 90s kids will remember. Well, what if the show was two pinkies against one brain, played by Max von Sydow? That's basically today's movie. (laughs) There's a part where Von Seedow literally turns around and looks off camera and says, And then we will be ready for the world! And you know exactly what I thought when I saw him do that. I was like, oh, that is some Pinky in the Brain shit right there. Anyway, this might be one of the first movies that annoyed the shit out of me at first, then slowly grew on me like a butt rash while running under the Texas sun. That's right, we are talking nineteen eighty three Strange Brew. Yeah, that movie. Well, without, <laughs> without further ado... Let's put on our finest turtleneck and blazer Grab us a brewski or 12 And bask in the glow of our light bright map Because we're in Canada, eh? And there's a low-stakes crime happening Now play that shit theme song, you osers! It's the Mustachio you. We're ready for the show We'll watch moves, we'll make the jokes And then we'll all go home
1: Now the game's a legendary, hairy upper lip. It's the
0: Mustachio What is up? This is your host of the Mustachio Podcast, yo, Daniel J. Segura. And today I am welcomed by fellow mustachioso, my friend, Dr. Chef Robbie Robertson. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to add a, a letter in there that's not supposed to be in there. And uh, as you already know, we are discussing 1983 Strange Brew, and we are honoring the legendary mustache of Max von. Actually I looked it up apparently i I've always said Sidow, but apparently it's Sidov or something like that because I guess you know German I maybe I think it's von Sidow I think Sidow Sidow well, we're gonna go seedow um I'm not sure in his native tongue how it would be pronounced but you know people pronounce my last name in all kinds of crazy ways I've almost I've been called cigar one time <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know what are you gonna do but anyway. Robbie how are you doing man? It's been a while. I'm great. How are you Daniel? I'm doing very good. Doing very good. Um you brought along this movie quite some time ago. We had that mix up where we were going to talk about this movie and then or maybe I like I I had brought in an option and then you had brought in this option. And we thought vice versa. I yeah, thought we I was were like, gonna...
1: yes, <laughs> let's do it. And we both assumed it was the other end.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I watched that fucking shitty Time Machine movie, and you watched this. And then we both met up, and we are like, oh, we watched different movies. We can't do this. <laughs> so then you watched the Time Machine movie. We covered it. Fuck, and that it, was a rough one. Did you one. see
1: that the guy who played Jack the Ripper in that movie died yesterday? He
0: recently passed away, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's – uh. You know, actually, he was the best part of that movie. He so, was. You know, it's he's the I I I can't think of his name right now. Uh, he's a British bloke. Um, yeah. I don't know why I said bloke because he's British. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he we. Oh my god, dude! This is how much Google knows me. All I did was say all I did was type in time, and it showed me time <laughs> after time. Yeah, the name of the fucking movie. David Warner. Our yeah. apologies. Rest in peace, David Warner um he looked fucking amazing in that movie he was like he was wearing the same time period of clothes as a malcolm mcdowell but looked a thousand times cooler that's all oh, i remember yeah. in that movie uh i really let that one melt out of my fucking ear holes after yeah, he, was, he
1: was there. a stud in that movie
0: He was a stud so but yeah so then we were like okay we'll, we'll cover strange Bruce soon but then i took like this long hiatus but now we're back baby You you, you were building
1: up the the pin-up demand for the podcast. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. People are like, when is he going to cover Strange Brew, bro? (laughs) It's like my favorite fucking movie, eh? (laughs) (laughs) So tell me (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> by the way, I had to look at what that meant Because I've, I've seen that word and heard it so many times I'm from South Texas, everybody The amount of Canadian like experiences I've had Are incredibly limited If anything, it's kind of what I'm sure Mexican experiences have been for Canadians It's like Speedy Gonzales and Taco Bell So it's all very generic Stereotypical cultural shit um, And this movie seems to be full of it As well, but at least it was made by Canadians So they're kind of having fun with it You know? Yeah so yeah. what what brought, what made you wanna bring this to the show other than the fact that, you know, there's a dope ass there's actually several dope ass mustaches, but you know, Max Vine uh, has a really good one too. Um what made you wanna bring this on and what, what what's your experience with it as well? I'm curious. This
1: I don't know, this is just a movie that that um when I was younger I, I liked. It was just it's just a fun <laughs> movie. It's a silly movie. You know, yeah. I don't know else to describe it other than it's a it's a silly movie. And um <laughs> But it's it's kind of interesting to to some of the you know the, the facts about it. One that there was this brief shining moment in like 1983 where this was a big deal in, in pop culture, and like wow. so this was a this was based on a really <laughs> popular skit on uh-huh. SCTV, and so this and to give you some idea how popular this was at the time, um, you know, uh, uh, Getty Lee, the lead singer of Rush. Uh, oh, yeah, familiar yeah. brush.
0: Yes, it, I am. It,
1: it, the 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 highest charting song he ever had was off the of Bob and Doug McKenzie album. Wow. <laughs> yes.
0: So they have albums too. That's what that joke was in the movie where he's like, "Yeah, yeah they did the same thing in the album."
1: Yeah, they did comedy albums first. You know, that's how old this is. It was like, you know, this is a wow. uh, skit from a TV show referencing a comedy album.
0: That's amazing. That that's fun though. Like I actually used to love that shit. I still like some of that stuff, like comedy albums and like musical acts that are comedy based. Was it musical stuff or skits or a little bit of both?
1: Some of both. You know, they had a they had a song where Getty Lee, you know, being being the lead singer of Rush, what better Canadian could you get to come in and sing? Oh yeah, that's
0: freaking legendary.
1: And so like the 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 highest charting thing you ever had was a Bob and Doug McKenzie song called "The Great White North."
0: Oh. I've never heard it. I um I'm gonna put seven seconds of it right here.
1: It's a beauty way to go to the great Michael. Decent singing, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh hope you enjoyed that seven seconds of that song so we don't get flagged uh for copyright infringement. Um so okay, so started off as a singing, you know, comedy duo. And did they eventually? Did they? Did they ever have like a TV show or anything? Or did they? Because it it has that Wayne's World vibe to me, you know. Because Wayne's World was like my time. It was
1: a skit on SCTV. uh, Okay, that that just you know a couple maybe every week. Once it got popular, it'd be on there. And they just do five minutes of material. I don't think they ever had. I think this was the high point. Was this movie
0: the pinnacle of the Mackenzies?
1: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know this is, is what made Rick Moranis. You know and and. Dave Thomas, famous, really. Yeah,
0: I mean, I grew up seeing, I mean, Rick Moranis to me, because of being a 90s kid, you know, he's the. um, So, okay, I was just talking to a friend of mine, and she was asking, I was like, oh man, I'm covering this really strange comedy movie uh, tonight. With my friend, and she's like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I told her Strange Brew, blah blah blah." Has and I and I, the, I'm thinking of the biggest name. I'm like, "Oh, and it's got Rick Moranis." She's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "You know, honey, I shrunk the kids." She's like, "Oh yeah," like because he's been gone. Like he's he's one of those people. Like the last time he was in the news, it was because he got decked in the face in New York, <laughs> and then everyone was like, "New York's back, baby," because like, <laughs> somebody punched Rick Moranis in the face, uh, like a couple of years ago. But he is one of those guys. He didn't do a lot of press. He kind of – he made his money doing the acting stuff in the 90s and early 2000s. Then he kind of just faded off and then started doing country
1: music. Well, has, no, like, country you know what? Music. He retired. And you know why he retired? Why? His wife passed away, and he stayed home to raise his kids.
0: Oh, so he's like one of those responsible guys.
1: Yeah, was, uh, completely uh-huh. fucked up. Cause you know he, like? Well, yeah, well, because you know
0: it's kind of selfish because uh, yeah. – <laughs> You know, you have this many kids, but you had this many fans. Okay, right? You should have been giving us that kind of attention. You yeah. can afford help. You couldn't give me another Bob and Doug McKenzie
1: movie. You got to raise your kids. I know this one.
0: You know they're both alive, right? Yeah, they could do it. They could do a Bob and McKenzie movie. One last go around.
1: So I asked you. One not of them to go look- sober. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so when we were talking about this, I asked you not to look at the the. Um, the uh trivia for it. And because yeah, one it. funny one funny thing, I probably had watched this movie for 15 or 20 years uh before I caught the main joke. I
0: I can tell you this, Robbie. I didn't catch it. Because okay, I was now, like it, trying to pay attention. I was like, I don't know what the main joke was and I feel like an idiot.
1: No, I, I didn't I didn't catch it either. You know what this you do do you know what this movie is? Well, it's well, well, Hamlet. <laughs> holy shit!
0: yeah, I am not cultured enough to have connected those dots,
1: so it's like the, so they go to Elsinore Brewery instead of Elsinore Castle the Uncle Claude versus Uncle Claudius who killed Hamlet you know killed Hamlet's father they're haunted by the ghost father um wow the, the whole story is Hamlet,
0: and here I thought thinking it was death Spa. <laughs> <laughs> with more beer.
1: Yeah, so like this stupid movie is Hamlet if you pay attention to the details in the plot.
0: Wow. It's just like this, it's it's the <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but I, I don't want to make the joke. But it is like <laughs> I was gonna say it's kind of like, you know, it's like a special needs Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is it is interesting. Because at first I was like, what is Robbie doing to me? Like He knows how many movies I've had to see. Fucking Mike Wood is constantly wanting me to see The Pest. And I'm like, (laughs) I, I know there's many dumb comedies in the future of my life when it comes to this podcast. And I'm watching it, and at first I'm like, I'm getting incredibly agitated by these two characters. But then they slowly kind of like grow on you, and then the fact that the movie is not super grounded like right. the, when it started getting kind of wild first of all like the entire opening is incredibly kind of meta and yeah. fucking weird it's like a movie and a movie and a movie kind yeah. of
1: <laughs> Which is- fleshy-headed mutant are you friend or foe <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is bonkers i it it kind of it, it got my interest eventually because yeah. at first I was kind of bummed. I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna watch this, I'm gonna just give this a whirl, I might need to see it. I might need to see it again, but I don't want to see it again.
1: <laughs> this is one way to think of it. It's it's a cartoon. And it is, yeah. And I think it's supposed to be, and there are a couple things that are really intentional about it being a cartoon because you know, when they show uh Bob and Doug McKenzie's parents in bed together. Oh uh, one, <laughs> yeah, one—that's Bob and Doug McKenzie playing their yeah. parents. Yeah, uh, but they're voiced by Mel Blanc.
0: Yeah, that's right. I so I did it, see that in the credits. I saw yeah. Mel Blanc's name. So in it's
1: there. a cartoon, you know, so it's like a cartoon world.
0: Guess it's time, time again for another promo. Tell a friend, Freaky Friday freaky friends it's michelle and melissa from the freaky fridays podcast we are sisters in
1: separate states and love to talk about all kinds of spooky freaky and scary shit while drinking and laughing through our fear join us fridays as we delve into everything from the world of the paranormal to scary movies to creepy stuff we find around the internet subscribe to freaky
0: fridays wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts sleep tight make sure you leave the lights on Free Fridays is a proud member of the Pod Moth Network. For more awesome pods, check out PodMoth.network. Oh, my God. So you said you were drinking Canadian beer. What What are you drinking again?
1: I've got all the bats.
0: So I go to my local. I really hate
1: Molson, so this was the only other thing I could
0: find. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm, I'm glad you found it. I, I went to my local liquor shop that usually has some decent beer selection. It's called Pig Liquors off of South Presa, downtown Sounds San good. Antonio. It's awesome. It's in a house, you know. It's like you're going into wow. someone's house that has a bunch of beers everywhere, and wine and liquor. And uh, they didn't have anything, so I just went. I went with uh, Deschutes, the dechutes. Uh, the I don't know if you can see it. Des- the Oh, Okay. Um, I've never had this. I've seen it around. This is a limited release called Twilight. Wait, I'm I'm. Uh, this is not everything I learned from movies. What am I doing here? Uh, but I- anyway. <laughs> Do you want I to talk about
1: beer? <laughs> like, I know. I'm it. looking
0: behind you. At first, I thought, are those movies or those games? No, that is booze. Yeah, that's amazing. So, you do you like? So, are you? That's another thing I was going to ask you about. Are you like? Um, because a big, you know, the the brothers, the Mackenzies, they're not the fanciest of drinkers. They kind of just they have the beer, whatever's the cheapest. It's kind of like my dad. Right. Growing up, my dad drank whatever the fuck was on sale. That was fine with him. That's one of the reasons I didn't drink beer for a while because it was one of my dad's beers, and I don't even know what it was. It was probably a Red Dog, if any of y'all remember that. Black
1: Label White or something. Some
0: shit like that, and I drank it, and I didn't drink beer again until mm-hmm. I was maybe a senior in high school, like actual real beer. Right, I did not. I would just drink – I would just like do Jack and Cokes in high school usually and shit like that. Um, and then eventually I grew up, palate, and began – you know, trying out new beers and stuff like that. What What is your, uh, it appears you have some sort of interest well,
1: in craft well, this beers. Is, is this behind me is actually uh, a beer can collection uh, that I did when I was a kid. And uh, oh, shit. collected them up until I was about I know, 12 or 13 years old. And so, you know, these are su- the oldest one I've got up here is from the 50s. And these were all just cans I found out in the woods and stuff. And I collected them up until I was about fourteen when I realized you could drink beer. And then so my interest <laughs> in collecting the cans decreased and um you know then, then it then it became about drinking the beer cans. And, so it <laughs> and um, but I, to I don't know, I just it. hung on to this. I've had this collection ever since. And uh, That's
0: amazing. I've never known of any kid that did what year were you born again? <laughs> what a strange hobby for a child to be collecting beer cans in the woods that is that is like some like in a storybook shit dude that is amazing no i didn't do that i collected pogs uh and um fucking garbage pail kids cards but i didn't collect beer cans that's freaking dope i grew Um, up you
1: know in the deep south you know basically in the swamp and so there's not a lot to do.
0: Yeah, me being a city kid, I think a lot of times people are like, Oh, he's in Texas. And I'm like, Yeah, but I there I didn't get I wasn't around horses and chickens and shit, you know? I was I was in the city. Yeah. It's just like any other city. It's just there's way more Mexicans everywhere. You know, that's pretty much it. So I didn't really get a lot of that, like, you know, fucking, you know, rolling a hula hoop with a stick down the road.
1: <laughs> now this is just trying to make sure I'm not, you know, stepping on a snake or, you know, just dis- upsetting a possum or something it's pretty far up
0: (laughs) that's awesome though man i i actually am a big fan of myself i i do like antiques i like older stuff um and so that's something i if you ever can get me some close-up shots of some of those cans man i want to check them out
1: yeah absolutely i can do that
0: yeah, I would put them sure. on Instagram and and let everyone see your collection there because you're not a big on social kind of guy, I think, right?
1: Yeah, not that much. Uh, <laughs> not that much.
0: Well, you know, you got students and stuff, you know. Yeah, like,
1: it's a little weird that way. Like, yeah,
0: I I think about that sometimes too. I'm always like, man, I I make a lot of butthole jokes and stuff, and like. <laughs> That can't be good for my professional career. But, you know, if Mike Wood can get away with it, I can get away with it. He, he has a way better job than me. So and he hasn't been fired yet. Uh, but yeah, good so. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I might be asking you for a job. Oh, like, do you need an assistant professor? I'll learn how to cook. Uh, <laughs> what is this? You're like, it's a spatula. Okay, cool. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, and, you know, you see a lot. Of, one thing about this movie that I'll say, I didn't take a whole bunch of notes because this movie's um, whole premise is – it's – like you said, it's very Hamlet-esque, but it's very simple. It's too – honestly, the, the the bread and butter of it is two brothers that are super dumb, that have hung out with each other for a long, long time, owe their dad some beer because they ran out of beer money because they used
1: it all. Yeah. They gave their beer money away to, to the angry people who were upset that their movie was so bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the movie opens up
0: with them like it's really weird they're in a theater watching their movie it's premiere night and they're watching their movie and they're they're on the theater screen and as part of the movie they're like hey we hope you enjoy our movie here they're like Tom Cruise in the new Maverick you know they're like giving right. a little preamble uh, and they the movie starts it's like a cheesy sci-fi kind of thing which I thought was actually really fun honestly I would have <laughs> I watch a movie that's stupid <laughs> it was kind of clever the cheap effects and stuff with the right. van and everything but then the the real fucks up and the, like the customers get all you know all the theater attendees get all pissed off and there's like eh, there's a joke in there about moths
1: right yeah, or, how do you ruin a movie <laughs> you, you let the moths loose in the theater and they go cover up the the projector and you can get your money back
0: yeah because it appears that is it? It's Doug. He's the slightly smarter one, right? He's like a little bit smarter. It's
1: and Bob a, it's a pretty, is the one. It's a thin line. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> they're, they're, it, neither one of these guys are are, are going to be you know uh, rocket surgeons if you would. It's
0: like, yeah, I, I feel like Doug could maybe hold a job like two weeks longer. Yeah, you know that that's the difference between the two. I. It's just so weird. But anyway, yeah, he releases Bob's people run out of the theater and they give their beer money it's like $15 which could go a long way in 1983 yeah give their beer money to a parent whose whose kids are crying and shit cuz <laughs> why would you take your kids to see like I don't know I don't get it but whatever and there's this whole raid situation the movie opens up so chaotic I'm like what the fuck is going <laughs> I was so confused dude I was like wait what, <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know if I'm what bothered what was making me worried was like oh wait do i need to know like mckenzie brothers lore to get this like i was so confused i'm like i'm just gonna go with the punches i'm just gonna just roll with it see what happens That then eventually they start up the actual movie right Um,
1: then it becomes kind of a normal story but that whole beginning part is still
0: technically part of the narrative of the films because they still refer to it as if it actually happens It's a really – it's a brain teaser, and they do kind of – at the very end of the movie, there's like an end credits, and they do kind of harken back to it. I think Doug says, well, other than some story issues here and there (laughs) or something like that, I thought it was a pretty good film because they kind of are very loosey-goosey with reality and – They seem to be in a universe that is unlike our own. They're like in a cartoon world, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, in it you've got super villains, you've got stormtroopers, you've got a (laughs) a dog that can fly, you've got all sorts of things that just kind of randomly happen without explanation, yeah, or very little explanation.
0: I gotta say, Robbie, I did not expect the sci-fi elements of this film. I it came out of fucking nowhere. Not like it's it 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 was so out of nowhere. I was just like, okay, we got computers. We're in a mad like it. This felt very like mad scientists, you know, because they, you know, they need to go to what is that brewery called? Elsinore Brewery. El Elsinore, and they got to go to this brewery. By the way, I love it when because they decide to get their beer money by telling Elsinore, "Hey, we found a freaking mouse like in your beer, right." right."
1: (laughs) And, and Molson's beer was going to like do product placement in it, but when they said that there was going to be a mouse in <laughs> a bottle, Molson pulled out.
0: That's that's called that. A PR person like me told the guy, <laughs> told their marketing director, "Hey, don't fucking do that." <laughs> Have you seen these guys' skits? It's a it's a big mistake. And they they go and I love that matte painting that they use for else Like they use a lot of like kind of low budget special effects for this movie right. to kind of get by. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good. Like it's the movie knows exactly what it's doing. It knows right. it's it it was a lower budget film. Not super low budget, but it was pretty low budget. It made its money back, which was pretty awesome because it probably did it have a I didn't yeah. even look this up because you told me not to look anything up. Did it have a theatrical release beyond Canada?
1: Yeah, it had a theatrical release and it was pretty successful actually.
0: See, that's what I was thinking. Uh, You really do get... It kind of reminds me of um, when I first started watching a lot more of, like, British film, where after a while, you start wanting to call people, you know, mate and saying bloody and shit like that. And it's like, it's very similar, except I don't want to call people hosers. But (laughs) but it's in my head now. Like, all the lingo and everything, they really do push that really hard. But I like it when they get to Elsinore. They get in there. they, They... so one of the scenes I wanted to talk about was the um the bribing of the secretary. Right. <laughs> That's some shit that there's a lot of things in this movie. I'm like, man, you can't do that now. <laughs> like you can't do that now. They're <laughs> like bribing the uh, you know, the she's she's a she's a larger woman. She's right. uh thicker, and uh they bribe her with donuts uh right. to get some information they need. One of them's a jelly. <laughs> One of them's <laughs> a jelly, and they keep them in their pockets with no yeah. wrapping. It's just yeah. a naked donut in your pocket. Pocket donuts. <laughs> as like a semi germaphobe, that shit was grossing me the hell out. I'm like, who knows what is in their freaking pocket? That's Jeez. the
1: part that bothered you as a germaphobe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the weird. I don't know. Why. I don't know why. I can't. I I don't know why things bother me. But that was one of them. Uh, they they bribe her. They find out that the the original president has passed away. Right. Um uh Elsinore, I forget the name of the, the CEO, but it's the he was the main guy.
1: Yeah, and and, Pamela's father.
0: Pamela's father, who, who and Pamela
1: we is Hamlet. You know, that's
0: yeah. That's,
1: See, yeah. that's crazy, dude.
0: They played by Lynn Griffin, by the way, and she does a really good job. Um she's kind of she's really good for like this kind of comedy stuff she she she's very she makes a lot of funny faces and she's good at being kind of the straight person you know like not you know not reacting to the ridiculousness shit that is happening in front of her face
1: right she plays it straight she does it well and it's funny
0: yeah i think it's really hard to be the the straight character and be funny like you have it's Probably harder than being the Jim Carrey going to make a sh- bunch of dumb faces and voices. Yeah, you know? I think
1: you're right because um, this is just something that I know that when you look at classic comedy duos like Abbott and Costello and um, uh, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, the straight man always made more money because that was the harder role.
0: Wow. I didn't know that. That makes sense, though. Yeah. It is a tougher gig. It's a tougher gig. To be funny,
1: um, it, but. To not be the the one that's over the top, but to still yeah. be
0: funny, yeah, you, you, it takes a little bit more chops, a little a little bit more acting chops to to pull that off. That's why I know I'm better than Tim. <laughs> so we <laughs> he can just get in
1: there and say whatever the hell he wants, and you-
0: yeah, he's got the funny voice. <laughs> he says pussy a lot, tits, tits, tits. And yeah, this- it's it's all it's all easy stuff, easy pickings.
1: Are you gonna kidding, get a cease yeah. and desist now that I stole his bit? Are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll be getting uh, something from uh, what is he, Lord Yobo? You'll be getting yeah, something Lord from, Yobo. from Lord Yobo's estate. Yeah, they'll be reaching out very soon. Um, and then 15 minutes into this movie, we we get Brewmeister Smith, <laughs> which is <Yeah. laughs> which is played by uh, Max von Sidow. C- Sidow, Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to keep getting that wrong, everybody. Max von Sidow. And he kind of takes on what? What would you say? Like kind of a James Bond villain? Yeah, he's energy? like he's like
1: Bluefield or Lex Luthor. He's a supervillain. Good. And like when they they and you know he's a supervillain because when they introduce him, uh, there's a there's uh he's in the control room and there's a map of the world on the wall with lights on it. You know, just like you see, <laughs> yes. it, you know, in a James Bond movie, and he comes out. He's got on the black turtleneck. And this is great because this is like, you know, this is a silly movie based on a skit. And yet they get an actor who is famous for like doing Ingmar Bergen films and for (laughs) being in The Exorcist. And, you know, they get him to play Brewmaster, you know, Brewmeister Smith.
0: Brewmeister Smith. And he does have that kind of dark emperor because you can totally see a lot of – of influence from star wars and they even mentioned star wars in the actual right. movie in the script but he has that if 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 emperor palpatine was wearing regular clothes because at the time they had not seen the prequels hadn't been out so we didn't know how emperor palpatine looked when he was just trying to blend in with normal society and this is very close to what you would think wearing the yeah. super black turtleneck real you know with the dark uh, blazer which by the way man You know, both of us being from the South, I would be sweating. I don't give a shit if I'm in Canada. If I'm indoors wearing a blazer with a turtleneck underneath, like a turtleneck sweater, I am going to be sweating the shit out of that
1: Yeah, there better be snow around me for (laughs) me to wear that because, you know, I'm a a pretty – I'm sufficiently insulated without wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah there you go. A good way to put it. And that much, that much heat retaining stuff, <laughs> just not going to work. You got to be that long, skinny build to to pull yes. that off.
0: You basically got to be a skeleton. You got to yeah. be, <laughs> you got to be skin and bones to be able to handle that kind of stuff. I am like a freaking heater, man. I've um, I've uh, laid in beds with people that are like. Oh, don't worry. Like, I'm always cold because I'm like, I run really warm, so you probably wouldn't want to cuddle me. Like, it's going to get hot. And they're like, No, no, it's okay. I run really cold. And then th- we're both sweating like at 2 a.m. I'm like, it's I told like, you.
1: Get off me, man. <laughs> it's yeah, like-, it's like,
0: I got to like peel them off of me because I'm like, I'm all sweaty. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> is he wearing fake teeth or is his teeth that pronounced? He has like I strong
1: I think that's him. I think that's just wow, the way he looks.
0: he's got some chompers, bro. Yeah. Man, he's got that must... It's it's all very... It works so well for a villain. Uh, and, I can't get over how dope he is in this movie.
1: It's so much fun. And it's, it's the greatest thing. He is this James Bond villain who's planning to take over the world by putting mind-altering chemicals in beer. And they're going yes. to... And then it's activated by playing music. And so they're going to Put the mind-altering chemicals in there and give you know give the beer away at Oktoberfest and then play music so he can take over the world.
0: It's the most intricate way to control people. And he's going to control, like, I don't know, like 50 Germans. <laughs>
1: yeah, 50 drunk Germans. You know? 50
0: drunk Germans are going to take over the world. And he, he honestly, I think the way they sold this, the reason why he works so well he's in a whole different movie like oh, yeah. the way he's acting the way everyone that's around him they're playing so serious you would think you could have taken this exact same premise and taking you could have taken out the mckenzie's and you could have made this a genuinely serious like spy movie yeah, or you, like you could have put michael like
1: kane in there or somebody yes in it, and played it straight
0: You could have played it straight. It could have been sort of a sci-fi crime thriller type action movie. But instead you plug in these McKenzie guys and they're kind of fumbling and bumbling around.
1: Yeah, and they're and they're basically, and that's one that's the funny part about it is they're ignorant of everything that's going on around them. They're they they get a job, they go to the brewery, they show them the the bottle with the mouse in it, and so they give them jobs and quality control on the beer that's line right. to make sure that there are no more mice in the bottles. And all they do is they just steal beer bottles off the line and drink while they're at work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then they go home. <laughs> And they bring their they bring their dad because they did owe him the, the, the beer money because they, they drank all the beer that was in the fridge and then they gave the rest of the beer to the dog. And I got so freaking grossed out where they poured the, the dog the bowl full of beer yeah. back into a bottle to give it to the dad because they're like, Oh shit, we drank all of them. <laughs> I was like, Oh god, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and so they that's why they took off in the first place. And so they get they get an like, entire van full of beer cases. Like, I don't even know how many. Like, it looked like it was, like, 50 cases of beer. And the dad starts yelling at the neighbors, like, old school style. Like, that was before the phone. You just sort of – you hollered out to your neighbors outside He's your so window.
1: He's so happy that his idiot son's got jobs. And yes. the fact that they got jobs at the brewery is the best thing he could have ever hoped for.
0: Like, the damn lottery, if you think about it. Because, I mean – they look like they're in their thirties, maybe like mid thirties. So they have been home for a while. They have right. been suckling on their parents' titties for quite some time. So they. The, which, that's not which the first, time, the,
1: they, not the first time they've lost the beer money. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh yeah. You're yeah. Hundred percent right. Not the first time they. And I love how. Um. I'm kind of curious if they were drinking beer or if this was like fake. Because they chug the shit out of beers, yeah. man. Like. It's got to be fake because they are just, <laughs> you know,
1: shit. I just thought of something the, the best way to explain what this is like to a later generation is this was Wayne's world before Wayne's world. Yeah, I was because- going to
0: say, so to even a later generation, like, I guess, you know, kind of like me and maybe a little younger, this is Wayne's world. And this is how and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah. Like in a, in a combined, because it's kind of an adventure. Where you run it there, it's a bunch of it's these two guys that are close, and you just you just copy paste them in different scenarios and right. let stuff unfold. That's basically what Wade's world is, and Harold and Kumar is that same vibe. A lot of weird zany characters are like very like the hockey guy. <laughs> like he's just it's like Rosie. Random, yes, Rosie.
1: So yeah here's another one of those hamlet connections so in hamlet uh hamlet's girlfriend is ophelia and she drowns well what happens to rosie in this movie oh yeah <laughs> he goes down to rescue bob and doug when they go underwater and he, they think he drowns and so That's it's like right. there's there's all sorts of those somebody went to a lot of trouble to write this to <laughs> to, to create this product <laughs>
0: And a very, like, offhand way, too. Like, unless you were really thinking about it, you weren't going to connect those dots. Well, that's
1: why I said I probably watched this movie for 15 years or so before it's like one day. It's like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) And it just suddenly, it's like, oh man, I can't believe I'm that dense.
0: It's like the equivalent, it's like the equivalent if like, like, dude, where's my car was based off some sort of Shakespearean play. Like,
1: exactly, <laughs> Macbeth like or something. It's like, yeah, it's like, like, like
0: I got never connected the dots, it's like, dude, where's my car? It's just like Macbeth. <laughs> like, It's insane. But that's the kind of thing, I, that, this is the kind of movie where it's like, we're playing dumb, but we're actually, we're pretty clever. You know, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's we're not just being stupid to be stupid. Like we actually have some sort of underlying theme and reason for everything happening, but we're disguising it as complete idiosity. Like just like, that's not a word, uh, but just oh, a good word. I made it up. Yeah, it was yeah. good. We'll hold on to that one, it's but it's Canadian.
1: Just, you can say it's Canadian and no one over yeah,
0: Canadian. <laughs> Canadians love saying idiosity, <laughs> but it really is interesting how they were able to disguise that. I, but now that you tell me that, it's like I have a little more profound of a like respect for the yeah. film. So,
1: that's then, good, you know, another go the world of the movie is so weird because you have like Elsinore Brewery, it's up on the top of a mountain, and next to it, they have the what the, the Canadian Hospital for the Mentally Deranged or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a long acronym, and that's where they get the people they test the beer, they're testing the beer on the inmates. And- yes,
0: yeah, they're doing. They're running the test. That's the first time we see the sto- sort of stormtrooper slash hockey player characters because uh, they're they're all the the mentally uh, ill, and um, they they and- put them in these uniforms and they use the music to control them with the beer.
1: Now, think Weird. about this, Daniel. We've we just described this movie. Yeah, it's about two brothers who are working at a brewery, and they are stormtroopers, and there's a super villain and they're going to use beer to take – this movie makes no sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you were to try to explain – that's why I'm not even going to – that's why we're not digging too much into these de- – if you want to watch this movie, if any of this is interesting to you at all. Go watch the movie. You have to see this. We could talk about it to death, but you have to see the freaking movie because it it's it's almost like a child making up a story.
1: Yeah, you know. And, and then they went up to the brewery, and and there was a guy in a black suit, and then he locked him up, and then there was a girl <laughs> whose dad was dead, and it's, it's yeah, it's like a six year old telling you a story.
0: It's insane, man. Um. And I like the whole idea of it's so 80s to have like a synth keyboard, by the way, be the musical mind control. It's so, oh, that, that guy got me right in the chest. Yes. I was like, fuck yes, of course. And like, you know, the guy doing it looks like he could have been in, um you know. Uh, Flock of
1: Seagulls or something. Flock of
0: Seagulls or uh, what's the Whippet guys? Devo. Devo. Yeah, he looked like he could have been in Devo. He put a little red fucking pyramid hat on his ass. and He would look just like that. And that's called I, an energy dome. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> I, what did I call it a red pyramid hat. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my, my 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 apologies. I I may have grown up in the '80s, but I was I was a child, so I don't I don't know
1: the lore of Devo. Were you a Devo fan? I am. That's probably one of the first bands I ever bought the vinyl for. Whoa. Like the like an
0: OG release like that yeah, they released? Like when it came Whoa. out. Yeah, it's like Yeah, not one of the millions of reproductions that yeah. they've pushed out. That's all
1: it's joked around it's an energy dome. I've actually got uh a Devo album in uh in the other room that on the, the you know the the sleeve for the album actually has an order form where you can buy that. That's why I know what it's called.
0: Whoa. Oh, I love stuff like that, man. I love stuff like that. So uh, the only thing that I collect, you know, kind of like the, the beer cans and people, you know, collect a lot of records. I have some records, but not a whole whole bunch. But I collect a lot of old um, video games, like old Sega Genesis oh, games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have a huge library. I think, like, Eddie probably has, like, a, a thousand more than me. But um, I lo- I like it when I open you know the little clamshell of a sega genesis game and you see like a little coupon to like get a t-shirt you know in the right. theme of the game or get a hat or you know f- fill in this form to sign up for this contest like that stuff just i don't know i get a kick out of it it's just so it's just not done anymore you know right. So it's always fun to see that. So the fact that you have a vinyl record that's like, get your energy done today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, 3 $0.45 cent handling or something. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, my
0: first, I am old enough that this does, this does make me feel um, a little bit older is my first, you know, because you couldn't get a lot of like punk rock band shirts, like real, like low, um, like underground more underground street punk bands you really couldn't get those anywhere there was no hot topic or anything like that when i was a little bit younger because hot topic came out a little bit later in my high school career but um when i was like a an eighth grader i couldn't get that stuff so i literally would buy the albums and then they would come with these little like catalog you know where you could fill out a little form and mail order it and that's how i got my first few punk rock shirts was by sending it in and i asked my dad for like a little Check or whatever, and yeah. put that in an envelope. Like that's pretty old school. Like I, that's crazy that I did that just so I could have that shirt. I just needed that shirt. Yeah, I still have some, luckily, and they're worth some money because.
1: So you could have your black flag shirt or whatever it was. At the, yeah, black <laughs>
0: flag, my anti flag shirt from back in the day. Yeah, I still have some of them too, man. But it's just so weird now. It's so much easier The fact that I can sell Mustachio Podcastio shirts like this, you know, like make them available right away is insane because I remember when I had a band when I was a teenager, that felt like such a pipe dream. I'm like, Jesus, we gotta, we gotta come up with a design. We not none of us have computers. that could do that. We got to work with the t t-shirt <laughs> printer. It's like, we got to have a budget to be able to print the shirt. Then you got to mail them out.
1: Now it's so much easier.
0: It's insane.
1: Actually. Yeah. I don't know. I remember actually learning how to do silk printing to make t-shirts. That always looks
0: so fun to me. I always wanted to learn that. At least try it once, you know. Yeah, it's
1: not that hard. It's
0: It's kind of like a. I always see like the little thing, a squeegee.
1: Yeah, it's basically a squeegee. squeegee. Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: that would have been fun. Like, I honestly thought about that for a second. Like, maybe I should just get one, and uh, make my own shirts. You know? Yeah. Just make your own. Why not? Right. No, that's old school. That is old school, but uh, so the the movie continues to where eventually, the. They they're able the uncle is trying to take over, right? He's right. trying uncle to take Claude. over Uncle Claude is trying to take over and he's trying to get rid of Pam, get her out of the picture. And he he's sort of the minion to Brewmeister. Brewmeister is, is the we find out later he's like he actually works for the psychiatric institute and he's a professor, but he's also working within uh within the, the brewery. Right. It's kinda of weird. He's like has a job at both
1: or something. Yeah, I'm not sure quite how that works, but yeah. <laughs> It's very good. I was like, "What?"
0: But Pam tries a Pam tries to fire Brewmeister because she's like, "No, fuck this guy! Like he's he's up to no good." And that's when eventually they're like, yeah, we're going to have to, they were trying to just buy her out initially in the movie. Yeah.
1: And and then they decide to lock her up in the uh, middle Institute. Yes.
0: They, he drugs her up and she's coming across like she's schizophrenic or like she's lost it. So the uncle is talking to this inspector who kind of reminds me of the inspector from death wish. He's just like a big guy with glasses, just not really trying. (laughs) And He's, but he's suspicious. He's like, I'm suspicious about what's going on here. There's something weird going on. Here's the thing I want to talk to you about, man. Okay. So there's the whole part where the McKenzie's are in the lab, in the computer lab, and <laughs> Doug, I think, presses a bunch of random buttons and it causes the, the computer to spit out a floppy disk. Right. So they have this floppy disk. This happens to have, I think, the code that is used in order to control the mines or something yes. like that. It's important. Yeah, thanks, and it also has code. It it has information that would show that it might actually have like the the video or something of the the crime because they kill. We see that there's actually why they would keep footage of them killing the CEO. I don't. Well, know. do you
1: remember where they first saw the footage though? It, it, it was in an arcade were... cabinet. Yeah did you get, did you catch the name of the arcade game?
0: I oh my god I have it listed somewhere. It was like it was like fucking weird.
1: What was Galactic it called? Border Patrol? Yes, yes.
0: Galactic Border Patrol, which is what I feel like Trump would have called his border patrol. If he it, yeah, one
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh my god, what the hell is going on here? And they they go through the code and they find that all out. It's the way the cops get that disc eventually, because the dog gets it, gets the disc. They give it to the dog for some reason to play with, and they do a cool little reverse camera angle where obviously
1: <laughs> it flies into his mouth, <laughs> it flies into his mouth, and the dog's like,
0: <laughs> "What's going on here?" And at some point, the cops arrive at their house because they're they're wanting to like I guess question them or something like that, and the dog just I guess you hear a dog sound. And then the disc falls on the ground, and the cops are like, oh, "I don't know,
1: but we have this disc. Let's." See. <laughs> this is the part of the movie that bothered you, Daniel. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, did the dog
0: try to help consciously, or did he just happen to drop? They don't show where the dog's at. It was a very confusing part. Well, the-
1: at the end, the dog grows a Superman cape, so it's implied that the dog is a superhero. Because it's the it's- booze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's it's got to be the booze. It's the super beer.
0: It's the super beer. It has caused the dog to have some sort of powers or some shit because he informs he's basically a narc and he an informant and he lets the police know what's going on and the police come in because I honestly forgot that that even happened because we go back to the brewery and the guys are being held in the psychiatric institute. They went through like a whole entire the whole entire court scene is it's pretty ridiculous, but it's actually pretty funny. It's a lot of hijinks, a lot of slapsticky shit. The whole nosebleed thing where like they can't stop the nosebleed.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they put bolts <laughs> in his nose.
0: <laughs> and he I
1: guess he's is it
0: he sneezes? He sneezes <laughs> and the bullets go out and explode. <laughs> Jeez. It really is. This is some like Roger Rabbit Looney Tune shit. It's insane. But before before they give him the bullets, he's got like they keep giving him tissues. He's just now, holding on
1: to There is one joke in the courtroom scene that I still use to this day. Like it's one of those things that's just worked into my vocabulary. Yeah. Um so in it, it's the clerk of the court who is they give who puts gives him the bullets and stuff. It's oh yeah, yeah. But they don't understand that. They call him Clark when they say clark they think they're calling him by name clark and it's, to this day i'll still say okay clark <laughs> talking, talking, it's, just...
0: it's so good man like they they're constantly just they're kind of in their own little world and everything that they don't know anything like they just don't know anything like i think um even in the court scene, like they hear several different words, and they're just like, "There's, there's also a part where that I have in my notes where they go to save, they go to save Pam, because she's also being held in the in the institute. Yeah, they go into her room because hockey guy Rosie, he comes to, and okay, but let's backtrack really quick. Okay, the, the, <laughs> there's this whole plan where where the uncle the uncle decides the uncle and and brewmeister decide uncle cloud or cloud 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 there you go I don't know words Uncle cloud and brewmeister they're like you know what let's put Pam and um we didn't really mention him that much but he's like the the loyal factory manager like floorman like floor manager man. yeah floorman that has worked with her dad for decades um and he obviously is more supportive of pam than anyone else because he's probably seen her grow up and this and that he was close to her dad so they decide like well they're the two people we really need to get rid of they're gonna be you know they're gonna they're gonna let the media or like cops know what's going on here they decide to put them in kegs throw them in a throw them in the van of of the mackenzie's they drug the mackenzie's uh after a, a little bit of a fight and they Cut the brakes on the van. Cut the brakes on the van. The Mackenzies are supposed to follow these exact directions so they end up falling into the bay and drowning and killing the other two. But they don't. They decide to go home I think to get some beer. Yeah, I,
1: I, I don't forget where they, why go. they
0: go. I think they go to get, grab a couple of beers because they know the cases are there. They know all the beer cases are there yeah. from what they brought because that's when they see their parents fucking because... Yeah. <laughs> All the beers are everywhere. There's a bunch of cases everywhere. And I guess it's the opposite effect that I feel like beer does. If you've had about 25 beers as you, you don't really feel like you want to bone, but apparently that's the dad's superpower it's a
1: Canadian thing,
0: you know? It's... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what the Canadian penises work. And, <laughs> and that's when they run into them. And they're both played by each of the Mackenzies, and it's freaking hilarious. And cause you don't see their face before then they don't show it at all until that scene. And then that's when, uh, Max, you know, the brewmeister and and, and uncle, uh, Mr. Uncle guy, uh cloud. I'm going to keep saying cloud. It's Claude. They're waiting outside in the car. I host a podcast and I don't know how to talk. But I tell people that all the time. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I host a podcast. I can't make sentences. You
1: man. know, those are, <laughs> sorts of skills aren't really essential for this. <laughs> it's like...
0: They're waiting outside their house and the guys get back in the van. And of course the brakes eventually go out. They go into the water. And they are thought the cops figure that the McKenzie's have drowned. Uh, the one keg that goes, the, the one keg stays out of the van. And that's the one that has the floor manager guy. And then the other cake goes in the water. That's the one that has Pam and Rosie jumps in. He's an ex hockey player. He's like kind of the hero of the movie. Like he's right. huge. He's a big guy. He jumps in. He's uh, kind of late seventies hot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He, he jumps burly in, burly blonde, big mustache. It's, yeah,
0: the classic, you know, the the guy that would be leaning against a Firebird or some shit. And he jumps in, gives her a little bit of oxygen, like you said. Um, that happens in in Hamlet, where he saves he saves her, but he apparently looks like he drowns, and so do the, the McKenzie brothers. But then the uncle goes down under the water, and they gives him some beer, and they live. Is that no, because the- of the serum?
1: No, so they the the van is like so they they had this van and it smashes into the water and it sinks. Yeah. These are the police divers go down there to recover the bodies. So what the divers see when they get down there is in this van that the McKenzie brothers drive, there are empty beer bottles all over the place. Because apparently they drink and drive constantly. Yeah. So when they hit the water, the the air in the beer bottles made them float up to the ceiling of the of the van and so they're sitting there sucking the air out of the empty beer bottles and that's how oh, they've survived under the water
0: i did not put that together dude i i was like i thought it was the super serum that the <laughs>
1: okay no, they, they just have like five dozen empty beer bottles in their van and they're just sucking the air out of the empty beer bottles but they're
0: just sitting in there. It's so stupid, man. They were in there for a while too. But okay, that makes way more sense. Thank you for that clarification because I did not connect those dots. I did not know that's what that was. But um but also Rosie lives too. And so yep. then they're all they're all being held. Basically, they're all trying to kill them all. And that's when they go into Pam's room. And I have it in my notes where uh let me see if I can find it. It was hilarious. Oh, so then they they go to pam's room and this mustachio nurse comes in he's like what the hell are y'all doing here what the hell's going on and doug says we're from the department of justice and we're we're just adjusting the beds and i'm like <laughs> who wrote this fucking tim like what the hell <laughs> but then they knock his ass out and they get away and the the other thing about this movie is brewmeister seems to be have super strength
1: yeah the rules are uh, whatever you need at the moment is kind of what's gonna happen and yeah he seems to be um super strong
0: there's a fight where he literally pulls like a pole out of a like a railing or and he literally pulls it like tears it off like the hulk like a steel pole (laughs) a steel pole and he just rips it out and starts fighting with it. There's a part where he's crushing a skull, and he 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 does it to the uncle, but he also does it to uh, one of the stormtrooper guys because um, at some point in the film, Doug was able to reprogram the the mentally ill people. And yeah. um, this is a hard
1: s- movie to be sensitive about.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it is very <laughs> difficult. They call them lunatics, by the way, in the yeah. movie. Um, but the, the 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 patients to the facility. They, I don't even know mentally ill is okay to say, I don't even know, but like the patients for the facility, they, he finds like a, he changes the notes to get them to attack, you know, to attack. And so that's, that's kind of their saving grace is they're able to use them. Yeah, um, they
1: play their theme song, and that makes them all go crazy and fight. The goo, yes, goo, 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 goo. yes. They all fight. <laughs> well, you really have seen this movie a lot. You even knew yeah. the song. Well, that's <laughs> that's the theme song to their TV show, like their skit. Oh, uh, I didn't know. Yeah. Mm.
0: This is all you know I really did listen to you when you said don't look anything up. Yeah. I really did not look anything up. And I I, watched I Appreciate this. your commitment. I know. Hey, you know, I. <laughs> Not that I'm known for looking much up anyway in my podcast, but I usually try to take these movies at face value and not go too deep. There's plenty of other shows that can give you, you know, who the producer was and everything else. But um, yeah, so they have all that going on. Uh, Brewmeister has a super strength. He dies by light bright. He dies in his light bright map, <laughs> which is fucking. It's a perfect
1: description. <laughs>
0: he ties my light bright. <laughs> yeah, he put, he gets pushed against this little map that has all the little dots of the parts of the world he was going to take over and it just beams of light go through him. And by the way, everybody, if you made it this far to the podcast, this whole time the the ghosts of the dad of the original CEO, yeah. um Elsinore, the the president, he is now crea- he's an apparition made of like I don't know, Nintendo Virtual Boy energy (laughs) because he's completely red (laughs) and he's trying to give signals to everybody like, you know, don't
1: go here, save them, you know? And Just another thing about this movie, there's a ghost that randomly shows up and motivates people to do things.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) That was, that I did, that, when that happened, when a little laser comet came out of the computer and Brewmeister's like, Oh, that was I can't even explain what happened there. That was crazy. And I'm like, I know. I, I feel like that was crazy. Wow, that was a good
1: that was a good brewmeister. Oh, <laughs> thank
0: you. You know. I have a man of many voices. And, but yes, that whole part I was like, okay, I understood the sci-fi stuff where he's you know, he's a mad scientist and he's controlling minds, but now we're gonna work in paranormal ghost dad who's made of technology lasers. Like, holy shit. I was amazed man I I didn't expect it It caught me off guard
1: And it's all played with a straight face
0: It's played with a straight face except for the very end Where he I think it's It's Pam and the floor manager Guy and they're in the cafeteria And the dad comes out of the closet Not in that way but he he Comes out of like a storage closet And he kind of Shoots his red laser he's all red He shoots his red lasers and he's like I don't know the exact lines, but it's kind of like, go to Oktoberfest. Um, by the way, pretty cool laser. It's like something like that. Yeah. He kind of says, like, it writes that it cool? up on the
1: wall, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he writes it on the wall. Because he's like shooting the lasers at the wall. It's really freaking funny. Uh, because he's trying to warn them, like, there's something that's going to pop off in Oktoberfest. You need to go save the people there. Blah, blah, blah. And that's when we get to the last part of the film. Where they just... Oh, God. The Mackenzie saved the day. You know, they paint their dog as a skunk. <laughs> you want to close this out for us? Why don't you wrap up the the rest of the movie
1: for us, Robbie? What what happens at the conclusion so of this they, film? So they end up back at their house, and it's like they've <laughs> got to get to Oktoberfest before people eat the you know drink the tainted beer and, yes. and eat the sausages. So they just let their dog, Hosehead, head they they said, okay, you can have all the beer and all the sausages, and they painted him like a skunk. So he comes, he flies out like crypto superdog with a cape and everything. K-pop's he Flies up. through the top of the tent um at Oktoberfest, lands on the table, everyone there thinks it's a giant skunk and runs out and he <laughs> drinks all the beer and eats all the sausages. And, and <laughs> the world is saved. It
0: and it's not a big gathering, everyone. Like <laughs> they paid so few extras to like take part in this Oktoberfest festival and it's so funny because everyone runs away and then the, the detective or the inspector comes through and they're like oh you're not going to want to go in there there's a skunk in there and he makes a joke of like oh don't worry it's a Toronto skunk and I'm like I don't know what that means I'm not Canadian so <laughs> I'm sure it means something uh, bless you <laughs> oh, pardon me <laughs> you're, you're very pardoned um, and so then Oh, my God. So then the, the Mackenzies are like, hey, well, you know, we didn't do any of that stuff. Can you help us out? And the, the inspector's like, well, I can drop the charges, but the mental incompetence is going to be tough to beat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I also agree. Um, so the the way the movie ends is they want to take the, the beer from Oktoberfest. They find out that the mind control beer, of course, unless someone plays that music, it's just you're kind of drugged up. But it goes away because Rosie also got um, mind-controlled for a minute in the movie, and he's like, yeah, and it faded off after a couple of hours or whatever. And so they decide they're going to take the 18-wheeler full of booze back, and there's this whole thing of, like, you can't drive a 10-speed. He's like, dude, it's full of beer. I, I'm going to figure it out. We got this. And they take off into the sun. They ride off into the sunset, and this movie ends. It's And then there's that whole – in credits where they're like yeah it had some Story flaws I thought it was pretty good And and too bad for those people That left earlier when the movie started <laughs> And it's like yeah but That was part of the movie I'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused But it is a mind Of a film um, And as you know I do like to do a quick impression Of the movies I cover Robbie And um, this is a segment I like to call Quick impressions <clears throat>
1: quick impressions
0: ow my left nut I hope you enjoyed that quick impressions Uh, I already did a brewmeister a little bit of brewmeister earlier so I decided to go with ow my left nut because why not Um, do you have a favorite quote from this movie you've seen this movie a lot more than me I wonder if if there's a is there a line that you you don't have to do an impression but I'm just kind of curious
1: beauty Clark. That, that, <laughs> that's the one that I, I don't know how often I say that. Like when something's awesome, I'm like beauty Clark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that was one of the things I do kind of, I did kind of like about what they, they say their you know, slang is like when they say beauty, because they'll yeah. say it towards something that's awesome or cool or someone that's actually pretty. They'll just kind of be yeah. like beauty, you know, yeah. beauty I kind of like it. I might work it into my, yeah. you know, I might work it in every now and then. Um, so, as you do, I'm trying to. I'm I, this is my reluctance here, Robbie. I've I'm been waiting for this. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I'm going to rate it, but at least I have time because you have to rate it first. So, as you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. You know, you got the full Fu Manchu recommendation for freaking hell, yeah, this movie's great. You have the walrus mustache recommendation for this movie is pretty damn good. You got the horseshoe mustache recommendation for man, eh, not bad. And you got the Hitler mustache recommendation for Burn This Movie in Hell. And, of course, Robbie, you are more than willing to create your own mustache in how you would rate this movie. Uh, those are just the basic categories. Um,
1: how would you rate this, man? I'm curious. I would give – for me, this is a, a, a low walrus or a okay. – uh, you know, Low know, It's like this is a movie. When I encounter it, I will watch it. You know, it's one of those things yeah. I can have on in the background. I'll catch ten minutes of a skit. It's funny. There's and I enjoy it. You know, so it's like yeah. it's it's something I think everyone should watch. It, it's not <laughs> it, it's not Hamlet, although it is. But you know, it's,
0: <laughs> I I feel you there. I I can I can see that. Like especially because you you have a lot more history with this film. Right.
1: And that's and, a big part of it. It's of my age.
0: Yeah, you, it probably reminds you of things and this and that, you know, like I think um I think you definitely And also, you know, you love beer too. Like so, you, it, it's also that too cuz it is a very much a beer movie. Like yeah. it, it's like you don't really get those cuz you know, for a while there was like stoner comedies.
1: And, and yeah, and also Daniel, I owe you one because you picked on Sharky's machine. I never got to come in and Ugh. refute it. So this is payback for Sharky's Machine. Wait, you like you like
0: Sharky's Machine? I really
1: like Sharky's Machine.
0: <laughs> we might need to do a Sharky's Machine retrospective, man. Where we'll just throw in 30 minutes of dialogue from you and
1: you me just going, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you.
0: <laughs> By the way, we didn't touch on this, but um the soundtrack is not bad and it makes sense since they're both, you know, since they come from musical roots. The soundtrack's not bad in this movie. I actually had a good time with it. And because Sharky's Machine had a really good soundtrack too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I don't remember what I said about that movie, to be honest, Robbie. Maybe I need to give it another watch, Sharky's Machine. Yeah. For you, I will do that. Yeah, Maybe I need a second watch. I'm, I'm going to tell Mike, let's live stream that bitch. Let's watch <laughs> Sharky's Machine together. Um, I would also... I honestly I think there was enough of this movie that kind of took me in and made me laugh and um or even made me chuckle a little bit or I just thought like that was really clever to give this also like a a a lower tier uh walrus mustache. I think it's a, it's a it's concerning the time that it came out, I think there's been a lot of movies you know, there were some movies before it that maybe had that same vibe, but there's been a shitload of movies after it that have tried to capture this same sort of kind of fun, cartoony, adventure-type movie, like, you know. Two goofballs
1: your... in a world that yes. they're not really paying a lot of attention to. And
0: Yeah, your Wayne's World, your Howard and Kumar's, your stepbrothers, like, all that stuff. Like, all those yeah. movies owe a lot to a movie like this, where you have these two bumbling guys that seem out like out of this world like they just don't belong here and you just sort of place them into different scenes and see what happens and it works for the most part. I think it works. I like the kind of weird broken sort of st- uh, storytelling. I like the little bit of the breaking of the fourth wall here and there and like just the it's just it's just a very you have to watch it to really understand it. Like we could not do justice just Kind of having yeah, a. Review I think about anyone it. that's
1: listening to this podcast that will have no idea what this movie's about.
0: Yeah, it is <laughs> fucking bonkers, and um, you could just. I, I rented it on YouTube. I don't own the movie. I don't know. Do you own this movie, Robbie?
1: I don't know if I own it legally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, we.
1: I all have a copy <laughs> of it.
0: <laughs> all this movie review podcasters, we do. I found it.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah, I found
0: it. So, yeah, and if you're Canadian, you can watch this movie for free, I bet. I bet. <laughs>
1: they give it to you in the hospital when you're born. It's like you get a bottle of formula, you get a little hat to yeah. put on, and you get your copy of Strange Brew.
0: Yeah, just little babies are holding on a Strange <laughs> Brew as they're leaving the hospital. It's Really cute. But, yeah, so I give, this, uh, I give this a low-tier walrus mustache, which is higher than I initially thought I would give it. But talking about it with you and getting some more of the lore and, like, the background – it gave me a lot more respect for the film, a lot, a lot more enjoyment just talking about it. It's one of those movies you can talk about it with somebody that has also watched it, and it's really, really fun. So this, this was a really good time, Robbie. I appreciate it, man.
1: My pleasure, man. Anytime.
0: Hell, hell yeah. Uh, do you have any? Um, have you had any guest spots you want to push that you've I've gotten, on other You know, jokes?
1: I haven't had any, uh, nothing lately, uh, and nothing coming up on the horizon anytime soon. I am. I'm kind of stagnant at the, t- the moment, man.
0: All right, well, I guess we're gonna we're gonna need to whore you out to a couple other shows and uh, see.
1: Ya. <laughs> I'm pretty good at being a whore, so yeah, <laughs> I'm comfortable with that.
0: Me too. You know, we don't slut shame here on the podcastio. <laughs> we're in full support of of whore you out. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you know where you can find the podcast um, and uh, find the show on Instagram at Mustachio Podcastio and on Twitter at MPodcastio. Always looking for new movie suggestions. Feel free to bring them on board and I will add them to the list. I may get them mixed up from time to time and uh, we might co- cover another movie or I might not give you the shout out you deserve. But just know that that is going on a list. And at some point I am going to create like an Excel spreadsheet where I can actually show who is recommending the movie because I'm so bad at that. Um, So I will be better about tracking all that stuff. I'm a mess, everybody, as you know. You know this. But I love doing this show, and it's been a lot of fun. So, Robbie, thank you so much for joining the show, man. It was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Until next time, we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.